Lock Talk Radio. Thank you. 
Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. May the Lord bless the reading and the doing of His word. Let us go to the throne of grace. Gracious Father God, this once again I come, Lord God, as much as I know how. First, thanking thee, Lord God, with Jesus. Heavenly Father God, I come, thanking thee, Lord God, for another day that you have allowed us to see. A day that was a promise, God, but you still woke us up early this morning, Father God, to see another Sunday, another Sabbath, Father God. Oh, God, we have come, Father God, to bow down in your presence, to worship you, to magnify you, to give you the highest of praise, God. We have come to lift up our heads, Father God, for you alone are worthy, Father God, of all our praises, Father God. From the rising of the sun to the going down of that very same, God, how we love you and how we praise you, God. It's an honor, Lord, to be in your presence, Father God. It's an honor to obey you, Lord God, to bow down at your feet, Father God. It's an honor, Lord God, to give you the highest of praise. God, as I come this day, Father God, thanking you, Lord God, for all that you have done. Thanking you, Father God, for bringing us again to the house of prayer. Father, we are here to magnify your name, God. We're here to glorify it. We're here to give you the praise, honor, Lord God. Oh, God, how thank you, Father God, for this, another opportunity. Father God, just to stand in your presence, Father God. In your presence, Father God, we find love. We find joy. We find happiness and peace, God. In your presence is where we want to be, God. Oh, Father God, I lift up my pastor, Father God. I ask you, God, to press her from the crown of her head to the toes of her feet. Oh, God, I pray for our mothers today, God. I pray for Mother Timothy, Mother Harris, Father God. I pray, Father God, for Mother Diane, Mother Hazel, Lord God. I pray, Father God, for Mother Mays and Mother Gloria, God. I pray, Father God, for our Deacon Gwen, Lord God. I pray, God, for God, Father, the Max, Father God, the Mays, Father God, Sister Sonia, Sister Vincent, Sister Janetta, Lord God, my Sister Shirley, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for Elder Minnieweather, Lord God, Elder Former, Father God, Pastor Terrell, God, in her absence. I pray, Father God, right now for our pianist, Lord God. I thank you for touching her body right now, God. Healing, Lord God, I know that you said. God, right now we know that you are a healer. We know that you are a deliverer. God, you said you will heal all our diseases and infirmities. God, we come to you because you are a rock, Father God. You are a rock in a weary land, God. You are shelter in a time of a storm, God. We say to you, this Lord God. You, this Lord God. Oh, hell, thine own way, God. Hell, thine own God. You are the possible, God. We are merely the great God. We say, simple us and make us, Lord God. After thine own will, Lord God. Have on your way, God. Have your way in this sanctuary, Lord God. You welcome us in this place, God. You was already here when we got here, God. We say, have thine own way, God. Show your way to do best, God. Turn your way around, God. Oh, God, do what it is, Father God, that you will have us to do. Keep us in your will, God. Keep us in your way, God. Not our will, Lord God. But let thy will be done, God. In the name of Jesus. 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 Use us, God. Use us, Lord God. Use us, Lord God. Oh, you want to be used. 
And so she's asked me to step in and help her make, do other things logistical to help the worship service be impacted. And so the Lord spoke to me um, last year, and he says, move Friday night to a candlelight worship experience. And when I told uh, Lady Brown about it, she just took it to a whole nother level. Um, because the St. Paul, their, Saint, their choir law, it had nothing but candles. And it might have been about 100 candles up there. And it was so beautiful. There was no lights on. We worshiped the Lord by candlelight. It was amazing. So that everybody is welcome to that on Friday night. We don't want nobody to miss out on experiencing the manifestation of God's presence. Amen. I'm going to talk more about that in, in, in the lesson, in the message. Um, but Friday night, everybody is welcome to that. On Saturday, um, the women will come together at 10 o'clock. You will have a T-shirt, so they're asking us to wear our T-shirts. At 10 o'clock, you'll have a continental breakfast. You'll have um, workshops. You'll have breakfast. 
and then we'll go home, and then um, Sunday uh, at 10 o'clock, we will be back there for the conclusion of the women's conference. So on the 23rd at 10 a.m., brethren, we will be at St. Paul. Amen? We will be at St. Paul, and they're asking us to wear shades of blue on Sunday. Amen? So we want to be prepared. Those of us that have assignments, do you know your assignment? Amen. Wonderful. Uh, they're having a choir rehearsal because they wanted to have combined voices. And so I sent out the song and the, the date to all of those. So if you want to make it there, that's good. That's fine. That's wonderful. If you can't, that's okay. But we will still be present. Uh, we will be there to put back together. We'll be there to break down on Saturday so that we can be ready for Sunday worship. Amen. On October the 1st, which is Sunday, October the 1st, I will be traveling to Seattle, Washington, um, as we celebrate um, the installation service for the son of this house, Elder Demetrius Jesus, will be installed as the pastor at the Greater Mount Baker Missionary Baptist Church. And so we will be there October the 1st to worship with him and all the family coming from Texas and California and Louisiana, amen, and from um, Nevada. So we, it will be a whole bunch of us in the house, amen. And so be, please be praying for us as we travel up to Seattle. And then on the second weekend of October, October 12th, 13th, and 14th, uh, I will be in Spokane, Washington, amen. And, and a group of ladies, there's, there, there's 10, and the list keeps going, amen? So there's like 12 of us, amen, that will be going to Spokane, Washington on October 12th, 13th, and the 14th, amen? I will be speaking for the New Hope Missionary Baptist Church. They have a fall tea on Saturday at 3 o'clock, and then Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, we'll be bringing forth the morning message, Amen. So we desire your prayers. We ask that you continue to pray for us, keep us lifted up. And um, um, on the fourth Sunday of November, amen, when? October, fourth Sunday. October, Sister Kamisha is asking us to get ready for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, amen. So on the fourth Sunday of October, everybody be in your pink, amen. Everybody be in your pink. I know that... Um, they don't do it as big as they used to anymore, but we are still ambassadors for the worship in pink, and so we want to continue to do our responsibility in educating us about the number one cause of death in black women, amen, and that is breast cancer. And so we want to continue to educate, so we're going to make sure that program is, is nice and full. We have a speaker here that will talk to us about breast cancer awareness. And so we want you all to be ready. That's the fourth Sunday in October, wear your pink. Amen. Um, last Sunday, Deaconess um, Robinson passed out offering envelopes. Do you have some with you today? Okay. Nope, not those. Not those. Amen. Okay. Amen. Can I have that one? Can I borrow that one, Deaconess? I'm sorry, I don't, I don't want to have it. I just want to borrow it. I'll give it back. Because I don't even think I got mine. <laughs> Amen. So everyone will receive um, a stack of envelopes like this. Um, if some of you will say, I just need one, then the rest of you, if you feel like you need all ten, 
then that's fine. Amen. So said, Pastor, what is this envelope for? This envelope is for our 40th church anniversary. We will be celebrating our 40th church anniversary August of 2024. And we're not waiting until January 2024 to get started. Amen. We're starting now. And our goal, we heard from um, Brother, I'm about to call you Elder. Brother, Brother Matt came in. Brother Farrell told us, why don't we, why don't we raise about $4,000? Why don't we, you know, why don't we kick it up a notch? And so we're asking every member to give $400. Amen. So you can either give it at one time. You only need one envelope. Or you can give it for the next 10 months, and that's $40. Or you can give it um, for the next 12 months, that's $33.33. Amen? Got it broken down so you can, you can do it. Amen? Um, so um, you can either use the envelope, and for those that are listening to Blog Talk, you can send it to Cash App. It's dollar sign GSS. MBC PDX, and that's our cash app, and so you can send it, or you can put it in the mail, amen, and um, we'll send it to the P.O. Box, and it's P.O. Box 12091, Portland, Oregon, 97212, and that's to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, amen. I do want to say this. Because I've been, I'm, since I'm traveling and people are asking for my bio and they're asking for the name of the church, uh, everybody wants to drop off the word the. When you look at our registry with the state, the Greater St. Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, the same Stephen that's found in the book of what? Okay, let's try that again, Greater St. Stephen. The same Stephen that's found in the book of, hey, y'all should have been a little louder than that. Y'all know that, don't you? I didn't say what verse and chapter. I just said what book. It's in what? Amen. We are named after the first martyr of Christendom, St. Stephen. So the name of our church is The Greater St. Stephen. Amen. Uh, take that up with Dr. Beavers if you want to know why he added the there. I don't know. Amen. And he ain't even here, so don't even worry about it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, please pray for Mother Gloria. She is currently at Providence Hospital. I did talk to Pastor Trish this morning, so please pray for Pastor Trish. I just started a new job and trying to learn a new job and take care of mother has been a load. And anybody a caregiver around here? And you know the work that's required to take care of the, the sick or the elderly or our family. And so the reason why we have not heard from Mother Gloria is because she cannot hold her phone. Um, she has a torn in her rotator cut. And so she cannot hold the phone and, and make phone calls because we would have heard from her by now. Amen. So I will be going out there later this evening to visit um, and, and make sure I get some flowers to brighten up Sunflower's room and to let her know that we are praying for her. Amen. 
Amen. Mother Glow is on the phone. Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's praise the Lord. Amen. So, we, Mother, we're praying for you, and we're going to continue to keep you lifted up, and your daisy will be out there this afternoon. Amen. Amen. I, I think I've got everything covered. Please remember to pray for Elder Farmer. Uh, he texted this morning, said that he, uh, you know, he has his own business. It's Emmaus International. And I'm telling you all, this young man is on the move. But he's not just on the move for Emmaus. He's on the move for Greater St. Stephen. Because every time Emmaus moves, Greater St. Stephen's moves. So he is on his way to, he is at Kalamath, Oregon, where he just purchased some property. And his, his desire is to um, have a place for retreats and camps and all of that. Amen. And so please keep him lifted up in prayer that God may continue to use him, that God may continue to do a great work in him. Amen. As we continue to grow and go in that next level. Amen. This Wednesday night, please join us for Bible study. Um, I'm going to do, let me see, how many Wednesdays is there left in this month? Two? Two? My phone is being occupied. How many more Wednesdays are left in this month? Two. Three. Three. Okay, we're going we're gonna to conclude Revelation in the next three weeks. Amen? Amen? Yes. We're going to finish up the book of Revelation in the next three weeks. So if you, you say, well, I ain't got, got started yet, join us because we're about to wrap it up. Amen. Amen. We're about to wrap it up. October, you'll see something different for Wednesday night, so be looking forward to that. We'll talk more about that later. But this Wednesday, we will be on the line for Bible study at 7 o'clock. Tuesday and Thursday, we gather together for what? Gather together for what? And that's at 8 p.m., amen? So we want to invite you to join us at 8 o'clock on Tuesdays and Thursdays for prayer, amen? Those are, did we have anybody that wanted to say good morning to us? Amen. Amen. We are so grateful. Amen. All right. My cousin, Sister Shelly, want to say good morning. Sister Shelly James, amen? Amen. 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 Truly grateful. Um, well, don't leave yet. Davina can bring it. You can stand up. This is my aunt, my dad's one of his baby sisters, amen. That is Sister Darlene Rockwell, all the way from Seattle, Washington, and her daughter, Davina, amen. They're signing in. They're following the protocols. They're signing in and um, making sure they get a mask, amen, because we're trying to protect each other, amen. We're trying to protect each other because we don't know. Dr. Weaver said he was going he had went swimming, and he was in the pool, and he overheard a man say, I got COVID. So I said, well, Dr. Weaver, did you get out the pool? He said, I wanted to, but Carol said, you're already here, and you're covered by the blood. <laughs> so I said, well, bless the Lord. So we, we want to protect each other. Um, I saw on the news the other day that the, um, the, 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 in Oregon, the numbers have gone back up. So I'm asking you all to be careful, to be mindful. Um, have your hand sanitizer. 
Stay six feet apart, especially from people you don't know because you don't know who they know. Amen. Amen. So let's, let's be wise. Let's be diligent in this. This is not over until God says it's over. And so we're going to wait and believe and trust in him. It is time for praise and worship. Amen. Uh, before, we, before we do that, on last week, I recognized all the September birthdays except for the one on the 27th of September. And that is our very own Minister Leidra McClendon. Amen. Amen. So we want to wish her a happy birthday. We're so grateful to God. Um, and then thanking God for healing virtue. He's healing her right now. Amen. She spent a, a night in the hospital, but God is healing her right now. So just stretch forth your hand and say, it's done in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to ask that you would stand to your feet now that we may be ready to prepare to go up just a little higher. Amen. We're going up just a little higher. We're going up just a little higher. So clap your hands and let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. Oh, be a light unto the Lord, for he is good. Oh, be a light unto the
prepare to receive the word of God. I want to invite you to come to the altar. What we have been doing, Apostle, is coming to the place, a gathering, the place of worship, where we can pray and ask God to cleanse our minds, get the wax out our ears, plow up that which is stony ground in our hearts, 
so that when the word comes forth, we will hear, we will receive, and we will respond. We're calling everyone to the altar. Amen. Amen. Yes, we're asking everyone to come to the altar. It's a gathering place for the saints of God to come. And what you're praying is, Lord, let me hear your word today. Let me be obedient. Touch and anoint my ears, my heart, my mind, so that I can hear what you're saying to me in this appointed hour. I want to be obedient. I want to be faithful. I want to be loyal to your word. I don't want nothing to separate me from your love. I want to do all things decent and in order to give you glory and honor. Father, we thank you and we praise you and we magnify your name. We thank you for giving us a spiritual ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the body of Christ today. We thank you that we have gathered together in this at this appointed time, in this sanctuary, in these holy grounds, Father, in your presence, O oh God, we are here, Father. We are surrendering ourselves to you because we want to live a life that gives you glory and honor. We want to live a life that pleases you. We want to be loyal. We want to be faithful. We want to be committed. And so, God, we honor your word today. We honor your word today, O oh God. And we appreciate you, Father, for all that you've done, all that you're doing, oh God. Have your way in this place today. Have your way in this place. Have your way in this place. Have your way in my heart. Have your way in my life. Have your way in my life. Have your way in my life, God. Let your word come forth, God. And purify my heart. Purify my thoughts. Help me to walk in your way, in your will, Father. Let your word come forth, O oh God, to make me strong, to give me courage, to give me hope, to give me obedience. I honor your word today. I appreciate you, Lord. And I thank you, Father. I bless you now. In thy son Jesus' name I pray. Thank God and amen. Come on, clap your hands as you take your seat. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to hold it and see. All right, we have a short in the mic, so I'm going to hold it. Amen. Hallelujah. Revival comes. Revival comes when the people of God get hungry for the word of God. Revival comes when the people of God get hungry for the word of God. That's the purpose of our altar call, that God would stir up a hunger in us, that we would love his word even the more. I hope that you have been able to do your weekly, daily reading. It has been a lot. Amen. Apostle, our Sunday school material for this year, the publishers of our Sunday school 
um, decided to give us the entire Bible in one year. And our reading started, our lessons started in Genesis, but our weekly, daily readings. Can Apostle and Lady Matt get a book? Amen. Amen. Um, the reading takes us through the whole Bible in a year. And so we are, are we're taking this one, one bite at a time. Amen. One bite at a time. So I hope that you are able to get caught up. The easiest way to get past the begot is to listen. <laughs> is to listen because they, they name their children some of everything. Amen. And so the easiest way to get past the begot is to listen. So I hope you have your, cell, your Bible downloaded on your cell phone so that you can find it and you can read along, listen along, and, and, and be caught up with us. Amen. And so we're coming with, this is week, they're calling this um, week two. This is week two. We're in the book of Exodus. Last Sunday we were in the book of Genesis. We were talking about who? Last week we talked about Moses? Abram and Sarai. Amen. We talked about Abram and Sarai. Last week I gave you the word of the week. What was that? When I say noteworthy, you should take notes. Amen. So this was noteworthy. Blessed. Amen. That was our word for the week. Blessed. Are you blessed today? Amen. Blessed. Blessed means to what? Believe. We gotta believe in, in Jesus. We gotta believe in God. We gotta believe in the Holy Spirit. We gotta believe in the triune God, because they are one. Amen? We've gotta believe. And then the L stands for lift others through your obedience. Lift others through your obedience. For those of you that didn't take that note last week, I want you to get it. Lift others through your obedience. E is embrace sacrifices for God's promises. E is embrace sacrifices for God's promises. F is serve as a channel of blessing. Serve as a channel of blessing. And the other S is stand firm on our relationship with God. Amen. That's how we can be blessed. Amen. And then this morning we're looking at Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20 in your Sunday school book is on page 19. And the title of our lesson today is Obeying God's Law. Obeying God's Law. So our, our word for today, I'm going to give it to you early, is obey. That's our word for the week. This is noteworthy. The O means observing reverence. I like it how the prayer, the intercessory prayer, and the opening prayer, and all the songs that we sang gave us a place to observe the reverence that we have for God. Everything did. If you, if you were listening, if you were here, if you were paying attention, we, we, we are right there in the presence of God. B is 
be exclusive. The word be exclusive. The be in obedient is be exclusive. Now, this is not for you to be exclusive. This is for God. Because he says, I want to be the center of your life. I want to be your central. We're going to get into this. You'll hear more about it. But I wanted to give you this noteworthy word for the week. The E is embrace simplicity of worship and devotion. Embrace simplicity of worship and devotion. For years, they made worship be so hard. When all it is is your relationship with God, your intimacy with God, we made worship be the, the drums and the piano and the organ and the guitar and the trumpet and the saxophone and the baritone and the tambourines and the flags and the dancing. Y'all can talk to me. That's how we created, that's what, that's what we saw worship as. The songs that we sang, that is worship. But the very bottom line of worship is your intimate relationship with God. That's when you're worshiping him. Because anybody can sing and wave a flag and wave a hand and, and do a dance. Anybody can play an instrument. But worship requires us to have an intimate relationship with God. The why in obedience is yield to leadership. Yield to leadership. It's important that we yield to wise counsel and that we are guided by our leaders. We must recognize the role of leaders and the roles that they play in our lives. So let me see if I can get through this real quick here. Exodus chapter 20, verse 18 says, oh, let me, before I do that, in Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 17, we find the Ten Commandments. Okay? These are the only commandments that God spoke. There's a total of 613 commandments altogether. Is that right? Huh? Sister Janetta, 613? It's 613. Apostle, you know? 613. Those are those were commandments that God gave. What's the purpose of a commandment? The commandment is a foundation for moral and ethical living. The commandments are to help us have a foundation for moral and ethical living. Now, in the first four um, commandments, those all have to do with our relationship with God. Okay? When you get home, go back and read the Ten Commandments again. Don't watch the movie. Read the book. <laughs> the first four all emphasize our relationship with God. Okay? And the, 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 the remaining six Focus on our relationship with um, humans and social ethics. So how do I treat you? How do you treat me? It's all found in the Ten Commandments. 
How do I worship and honor and reverence and fear God? It's all found in the Ten Commandments. So what we have here in this scripture is the children of Israel had, had, had come through the wilderness. Now this was only supposed to be a quick trip. Anybody been on a quick trip? And it took all day to get there? Well, theirs turned into a 40-year journey. They were wandering in the wilderness. What's the lesson behind that? Because God could have put an end to it. God could have stopped it and said, look, this is where you need to do. This is what you need to do. But what's the lesson there? Well, the lesson is that God will make a way where there seems to be no way. God will make a way when there seems to be no way. God is able, amen? The other lesson there in, in, in that wandering in the wilderness experience is that um, he will provide for you. He provided for the children of Israel. They, they wanted, how many of us have a pair of shoes that we bought 40 years ago? Well, some of us probably do. But I know I don't have a pair that I had 40 years ago because they told us, oh, God, raggedy. I, I, was, I was laughing. I had a, a, my favorite pair of, of shoes I wore to the graduation. And on my way down the church, I noticed I'm walking kind of funny. And I looked down at the shoe because it was a platform wedge heel, and the, the, the toe of it was coming apart. <laughs> I said, well, Jesus, why are you going to walk across the stage and graduate? What are you going to do, go barefoot? I mean, these folks don't know me like that. Because if I like home at church, it'd be no problem. I said, hold the shoe, Jesus, until I get across the stage. <laughs> It wasn't that old, but it got me across the stage, and when I got done, I had to throw the other part in the garbage. So Lonnie was like, we can glue them together. I said, girl, please. But, but their shoes did not wear out. Neither did their clothes. And they were in the desert. Anybody? Oh, here I go again, telling my TV, my TV secrets. Anybody ever watch Naked and Afraid? On the, oh, come on. I just got one back there. It's on Discovery. They, they live out in the wilderness for, for seven days and 14 days and 21 days, and they eat what they hunt and find because they are out in the jungle. They're out in the wilderness. And that's what the children of Israel were. They were out in the wilderness. And they didn't have no, no lizards and no, no grasshoppers to, to, to roast up. They didn't find those. But God gave them manna and quail that came from heaven. The best grocery store you could ever go to. And it was free. So here we find them now at the 18th chapter, at the 18th verse. So verses 1 through 17, God is speaking. And
in, Deuter- in Exodus 20. He spoke to them the first ten commandments. Look what happened in verse 18. It says, when the people heard the thunder and the loud blast of the ram's horn, and when they saw the flashing of lightning and the smoke billowing from the mountain, they stood at a distance, trembling and with fear. I want to pause and tell us that we heard the ram horn this morning. There's a, there's a sound that the saints have to make that, 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 that only the saints can make. The ram horn, the purpose of the ram horn is to get people's minds ready, to get them ready for the message, to get them ready for worship. So when the ram horn goes, it's just like the president of the United States coming into town. What happens? Everybody stands up and at attention. We don't move because we have that much respect for him. But we should have that same amount of respect or more greater for God. So this is what happened. I know, I know some of us come from the country and thunder and lightning don't sound um, the same. Y'all been talking to me, you folks from Tennessee and Louisiana? Amen. Texas. The thunder and lightning don't sound the same there as it is here. Because I, I, Deaconess Faith, when, when, when she was down there, she said, it starts thundering and lightning. She told everybody, sit down, be still, be quiet. God is talking. <laughs> we just keep on going about our business. But you see, the children of Israel experienced the presence of God. See, God was speaking to them. He doesn't always speak so loudly. Sometimes it's quiet. Sometimes we miss it. But he did not want them to miss this because he was sick and tired of them sitting against him. And he wanted them to get, he wanted to get their attention. He said, he, he said you have, see, the children of Israel came from a land where all they did was worship the little Jesus. And they worshiped a lot of little Jesus. And they worshiped these little G's because they were expecting the little G's to give them blessings. So they were used to worship, and they were used to worshiping a God. But God, Jehovah, Jireh, Jehovah, Nisi, Jehovah, Elohim, he says, no, 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 no. Look at Exodus 20 and 4. He said, you shall have no other God before me. You should not make a graven image any like me. What, what you see, he is the one. He is the only one. That is called monotheism. One God, one faith, and one baptism. Today, we, uh, can, we allow certain values to become our God, little G. We, we money, fame. Uh, our children, our spouses, our jobs, our clothes, we, we put them before the creator. Can I tell you that's crazy? Because you cannot put the creation before the creator. That don't work. My, my, they were taking a picture yesterday um, at little Gary's best football game, and I was standing in the picture, and the person taking the picture Oh, look, Gary, let me start right. 
Uh, Gary, Gary Jr. said, can I get a picture with me and my son? And I said, well, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be here. Neither would your son be here. So you can't put the creation before the creator. We, can't, we cannot make little God out of all these things that we value today. Yes, they are important to us, but we cannot worship them. We should not worship them. Worship is, is a thing that is, it belongs to God. Amen? We cannot allow these things to occupy our lives. How many of us have ever gone on, on a social media fast? Uh-oh. That, that's, a, that's a good place to start. Because social media got us so jacked up. The first thing we do when we wake up is grab our phone and see what's going on. Then we'll say, well, Lord, I thank you because I wasn't in that car accident. I wasn't in that fight. That didn't happen to me. But he should be the first one we talk to and check in with. So the children of Israel in verse 18, they were afraid of God. Not, not afraid that, that he, was, he was horrible because he had done so many wonderful things for them when they were in Egypt. Now, when they were in Egypt, in Exodus, when you read the book of Exodus, we experience the slavery, the children of Israel being in slavery. We see God chose Moses to be a leader. We see that God sent Moses to Pharaoh. And then we saw plague strike Egypt. We see the Passover. Then we see that the children of Israel escaped from slavery, and they were running from Pharaoh, and they saw God make a highway where there was no land. He parted the Red Sea, and they walked across on dry land. And when Pharaoh's men figured, we still going after you, what did he do? He shut up the ocean, the sea. And they drowned in the Red Sea. We also find in the book of Exodus the children of Israel complaining in the wilderness. So can I tell you, thanks, oh God, it's time for us to grow up and stop complaining about everything. Because what I heard is that with, with, with old age comes aches and pains. It doesn't have to be that way, but it, it, we, we do experience different things as we grow older, you know, because our vision is going to change. Our hearing is going to change. Some of those things are going to change as we get older. Our steps are not going to be as fast as it was, because I know some of us might could have ran around this block in a couple of seconds, but just ask me to walk around the block. It's going to take me a good 15, 20 minutes now. So with age, things change. And so what I'm saying is, let's not complain about every little thing. But let's give God thanks. Let's give God praise. Let's give him glory and honor. So the children of Israel in verse 18, they were afraid of God speaking. Look what happened in 19. They told Moses, hey, Moses, listen. You go and you go talk to God, and when you come back, we'll listen to what you say. We don't want God talking to us directly, because if he do, we're going to die. 
So, so Moses was, was sent to go talk to God on behalf of the people. Moses became a mediator. Our mediator today is Jesus. He sits on the right hand of the Father, making an intercession on our behalf. But for the children of Israel, the mediator was Moses. What we learn about Moses in, in the book of Exodus is that Moses was a leader. And Moses had a way of comforting the people. Look at what he said to them in verse 20. He said, y'all, don't be afraid. He said, God has come in this way to test you. He says, so, so that your fear of him will keep you from sinning. Look at God. God says, I, I love you so much that I, I don't want you to sin. He's not testing you. Like some people have a, a, this, this thing, anxiety of taking a test. Some folks just are horrible at taking tests. This is not that kind of test. What he is testing is your strength. He's testing your faith. He wants to prove that you are trustworthy. God is testing your commitment and your loyalty to him. That's why he puts us on us. We say, why am I going through? Why am I having problems? Why am I struggling? What? Because God is trying to test you. He's trying to prove that he can trust you. He wants to know if he can trust you. He's testing you. He's testing you so that our weakness can be revealed. And his grace can be manifested. What the Bible says is that his grace is sufficient. And it's in my weakness that it's in him I am made strong. God is speaking to the children of Israel, and, and it's okay to be afraid. Now, that fear is, is not the fear that we used to have when Mama said, when, when you get home, I'm going to tear you up. It ain't that fear. It ain't that type of fear. It, it's a fear of reverence, a fear of awe, because can you imagine standing at, at, at Lincoln City in front of the Pacific Ocean? And it just dries up. And you step out and you begin to walk and you keep walking and the next thing you know you in Japan. What would you do? What would you do? When the presence of the Lord comes in, there is a proper response that the body of Christ is supposed to have. And that's of all. He's wonderful. He's amazing. Apostle just showed me some pictures of, of, of they were at a, a worship experience. They wasn't at no service now, because this kind of stuff don't happen at a service. They were at a worship experience, and while they were worshiping the Lord, Fire started appearing above people's heads. That don't happen at no service. That only happens at a worship experience when everybody comes in with the same mind, with the same spirit, with the same spirit of expectation. Lord, I want your glory. Lord, my hallelujah belongs to you. You alone are worthy. Can't nobody else have not praise but you. So 
verse 21, as the people stood in the distance, Moses approached the dark cloud where God was. So <laughs> next time you're going through, you feel like you're you, you surrounded by a dark cloud, you better remember this verse. You better remember this verse. Because what it says, it says, as the people stood in the distance, Moses approached the dark cloud where God was. Don't let the dark clouds uh, cause you to, to, to be scared, cause you to lose hope, cause you to get frustrated. But, but see God. And the Lord said to Moses, say to this, the people of Israel, you saw for yourselves that I spoke to you from heaven. Remember, you may not make any idols of silver or gold to make me upset, to resemble me. He's a jealous God. He says, you shall have no other God before me. Verse 24 says, build for me an altar made of earth and offer your sacrifices to me, your burnt offering and peace offering, your sheep and your goat and your cattle. Build me an altar wherever I cause my name to be remembered, and I will come to you and bless you. So remember, we, we got to have a, a, an altar in our home, in our heart. That's why we come to the altar, because we want the Spirit of the Lord to speak to us, to move on our behalf, so that we can be obedient, so we can walk right, so we can be holy and blameless in this corrupt and perverse nation. God gave them instructions on how to build the altar and what to sacrifice. Verse 25 says, if you use stone to build my altar, use only natural, uncut stone. He didn't want none of their handiwork in it. Don't you know you can't deliver yourself? Don't you know you can't set yourself free? God wants us, our hearts, to be pure, to be uncut, so that he can use us. He says, do not shape the stones with a tool, for that would make the altar unfit for holy use. We can't live like the world and think that we're going to go out and save the world. We can't look like the world and think we're going to go out and help save the world. There's got to be something different about us. People ought to see the anointing of the Lord on us. Every day, not just on Sunday. Verse 26. It says, and do not approach my altar by going upstairs. If you do, someone might look under your clothing and see your nakedness. Mm, okay, Lord. Mm-hmm. So, 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 in, in Exodus 20, they wore robes and, and nothing underneath them. So people could see their nakedness. Our hearts is what God sees. We ought to come naked before him. No agenda, no motive, 
just naked before him to worship him. I'm going to give you this and I'm going to be done. I'm getting ready for travel, so I need to read it so it gets inculcated in my spirit. Worship is about existing, establishing a connection between you and God that is so intimate and personal that shuts everyone else out. I love it when Deaconess Celeste and Deaconess Faith get over there in that corner. Because Deaconess Max will dance all over you. She don't care if you're sitting there. She going to shut you out. She don't care if you're sitting over there. And Deaconess Faith will holler, clap, and scream and sing. She don't care if you're sitting over there. She don't care if you think she loud. She don't care. That, that's how you worship the Lord. You, you, you just block everybody else out. But it, it's subject to the house. There is, all things must be done. Do so that in order. But that's what worship is. Worship is about establishing a connection between you and God that is so intimate and personal that it shuts everyone else out. The sanctity of worship and the need for unadulterated devotion is needed at such a time as this. We have polluted worship. Let's say And Minister Libra, let's sing a worship song without the key. Okay, I hear you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you, oh God. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the sky. We worship you. We worship you, oh now close your eyes and shut everybody out out. Say, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you, oh God. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the sun, we worship you, we worship you, oh Father, we thank you for this worship experience. We thank you, Lord God, for your divine and deliberate visitation of your Holy Spirit as we gather together in this place to worship you and to honor you. We thank you, Father, for the word that you've given unto us today. And we ask, Father, that you help us be obedient, that you help us to live holy, that you help us not to complain, that you help us to look to you even in the darkness, Father, even in our darkest situation, God, help us to see you, Father. Help us to see your glory, Lord, high and lifted up. God, we honor you today, and we bless your holy name. We thank you for your word, God, that has come to give us life, come to give us hope, come to build us up. We honor you today, and we worship you, 
And now I pray, Father, that the grace of God and the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit, it will rest, rule, and abide with us, here, now, and forevermore. What I say unto one, I say unto one. Watch, pray, live holy every day. Be blessed, my brother. Be blessed, my sister. Hallelujah.